0: Hey what is going on everyone it's me Mr. Mario and welcome to another episode this is episode 7 of Mario's Minute in case you do not know this is a monthly podcast I do where I talk about well whatever the hell I want to this kind of originally started from if you remember YouTube back in the 2010 to 2012 2013 days gameplay commentaries were quite common, and gameplay commentaries were essentially just mini podcasts. When you really think about it, it's somebody talking about a topic for five or ten minutes, and they put gameplay over it. Well, th- this is pretty much just kind of going back to its root, I guess. Now, I used to do gameplay commentaries and such quite often, uh, but I haven't just for years because they are not looked at in a positive light. And plus, just with the way I handle the channel now and the type of content I'm putting out and the delivery I'm doing it. I don't even think it would really fit the flow of it overall, unless what I'm talking about is directly related to the gameplay. That's why what you're seeing here, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, it's just a overlay, and I've put, you know, some cool audio effects, you know, just to have something on there. But overall, this is a podcast first. Sometimes I have guests, sometimes I have don't. I don't have guests, uh, like right now. But either way, uh, right here, you know, this is just kind of my freedom creative outlet to talk about whatever the hell i want to on here because i still like getting personal to to a degree with you all and i don't really do it all that often you know i have my four other videos where i do you know whatever on there i have mod chat and then i have this so that's you know my monthly schedule in terms of videos there so I have a few topics here, uh, are we going to hit all of them, maybe, maybe not, uh, but that's actually one thing I would want to discuss as well too when I was talking about guests, backing up a little bit here at least, I think what I'm going to try and do, it's not going to be like this every single month and every other month, but what I'm going to try and do is alternate, so ideally what I'd like to do is have one episode be a solo episode and the next month have a guest on, and the next month have a solo episode. Because the last episode, which it didn't get as many, I think it got the lowest plays out of any of them. But it was probably my favorite episode to do just because I had one of my best friends, Sean, on there. He hadn't been on the channel in so long. And at one point, if you like this podcast and you missed last month's episode 6 in June, please do me a favor and listen to that. Because that was probably my favorite one to make. Just because we had such a fun time on there. At one point, we were laughing so hard. That We couldn't talk properly (laughs) like we just were we couldn't talk for 20 or 30 seconds because we were laughing so hard and and that's the type of stuff I enjoy. So, uh, you know, that was good. But I was talking with Sean after the podcast and I said, you know, I've noticed like I did back to back episodes with guests and then I was itching to just, you know, talk and kind of vent and talk about whatever the hell I wanted to. And then I did that, and one episode was great, and the second episode it was okay. And the third one, I was like, no, I don't I don't want to talk to myself again. Cause that's what podcasting is for the most part, if it's solo like this. It's just talking to yourself. You have to have that skill. So I was like, you know what? I need to have a guest on. That's why I had Sean on, because I didn't want to do a third episode in a row, uh, with uh with no one. Cause let's see, starting from episode zero, so I did solo, solo, guest, guest solo solo guest and yeah that's it so i'm going to try ideally uh you know rotate like that so hopefully in august we'll have a guest on here if not you know it's all good but it shouldn't be too hard to find someone and that's a nice thing with it as well too uh, i feel like with guests i can kind of pull whoever i want to in here uh, it could be someone who is you know really relevant in the modding scene. Or it could be my best friend from middle school, who I'm still friends with, who has never been on the channel, but we just want to talk it up. Essentially, that's what it comes down to. Again, I have the freedom to really talk about whatever I want to, to handle this however I want to, and it's that nice personal outlet, and it's that nice just, you know, non-refined texture and personal just venting outlet so to speak that I don't have across my other videos like for example the right now while I'm recording this the last video I uploaded was a let's repair episode um, where I was diagnosing and repairing a Xbox 360's open tray air That was fun. I enjoyed doing that, but there's no way I can, you know, inject it. It'd be kind of silly if I'm just like spending the 35 minutes on that video, how long it was, spending 35 minutes talking about whatever the hell I wanted to, as opposed to stuff that was directly related to the system. You know what I mean? So that's that. That's what I'm going to try and do with this uh, with this podcast from here on out. Of course, since it's also a podcast, well, too, a little bit late to mention it here. But since it is a podcast, uh, if you are listening to this and you want to comment or drop anything relevant, whatever it is, just chime into any type discussion. You can check me out on YouTube, Mr. Mario Twenty Eleven. The video is right there, and you can comment on it. However, if you're on the video and you'd like this to go later on, either now or in the future, uh, I do have this podcast up on Google Play Music. I have it on iTunes, and I upload it through Podbean, so that's how it goes to iTunes Google Play Music. And then it propagates to pretty much any major podcasting app. I use Pocket Casts, and it shows up on there just fine, so that's about it. Anyways, let's get to some of the topics here, so... The first thing I want to talk about is my old game collection. Now, oh, excuse me. I do plan to do a video on this. I actually have done a video on it. I just, I have all the raw footage sitting on my desktop. I just need to edit it all up and, you know, get it into one video, you know. But it'd be really nice if my body just cooperated with me. I don't know what it is. My body's just trying to do weird stuff right now. Anyways, uh, no, so I end up getting my old game collection, so this kind of a coagulation of a bit of everything, but at the beginning of the month, uh, for July 4th, I decided to end up visiting my parents, so they live out of state, so it was myself, my girlfriend, and my dog, Lily. We all decided to get into my car. We ended up packing up a few things. Like, we packed up some backpacks. Each of us had a backpack, which I thought was funny. Uh, My dog had a backpack. I had a backpack. My girlfriend had a backpack. And then we also had one suitcase that had, you know, our clothes and all that stuff. But we loaded all into the car. We ended up uh, driving over to my parents' house and stayed there for about a week. Um, Yeah, no, it was about a week. I had a really fun time. I got to hang out with my brothers again. Uh, One of them, my youngest brother, is just obsessed with Fortnite. And I know some people might be rolling their eyes. Now, I don't have anything against Fortnite. I've actually never played PUBG or Fortnite. But I was telling my girlfriend this the other night. I said, you know what? It just... I would see him playing and I heard him talking with his friends and it just put such a smile on my face because him playing Fortnite, I I can't even fault him for it because uh, some people, I don't know, who grew up with Halo 3 or Halo Reach or Call of Duty 4 or Modern Warfare 2, they might be criticizing, you know, Fortnite saying, oh, our games are better. It wasn't like this. You know what? I I could see myself, like my young self, playing Call of Duty 4, Halo 3, meeting people online, playing with friends from school. I could see that within him. Just all the interactions he was having, how much fun he was having. And the game looked cool as well, too. Uh, at one point, I was kind of proud as well because... Uh, one of his friends ended up blocking him because I guess him and his friends got all into like a private match and he kept killing one of his friends and he was so good that his friend got angry and blocked him. (laughs) He was kind of hurt over that too, not going to lie. He was like a little bit hurt by it. But I'm just like, dude, good job. You are so good that you pissed off your friend to the point where he blocked you. But yeah, no, that's why I don't have anything against that because I see him playing and that's what these kids are growing up with. You know, I was like, you know, yeah, this is, it's like, When I was a kid, when I was younger, I was growing up with the Halo and the Call of Duty games, and I'm sure there's people who could have looked at it who are older and been like, oh, you should be playing Counter-Strike or whatever, you know, our game was better. Well, now just the tables have turned, you know, we're looking at Call of Duty and uh, Halo, I feel like. And we're just like, oh, you know, our games are better. The games we grew up with are better, better than this Fortnite stuff. And I don't know what's going to be next, you know. But still, it just it truly brought a smile to my face. But anyways, getting into the whole game collection here. So years and years and years ago, okay, not that long, but still, it feels like a while ago. Six years ago, uh, my parents ended up moving away. I decided to stay back and finish college because I didn't want to change colleges and I liked where I was. But my parents decided to move, and with that, I only brought, like, I did bring a lot of stuff with me, but I only brought, like, the game stuff that I knew I was going to use. So, for example, my Xbox 360, I brought with me. My 360 games, I brought with me. My original Xbox games, I did bring, most of them, I did bring with me because they were backwards compatible. Um... My PS3 I brought with me. No, 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 no. I actually only had one PS3 at the time, and I gave that one to my parents, so never mind on that. <laughs> but, um, no, so the point is, I, I only kept stuff with me that I was going to readily use. Uh, and then, you know, I was reacquiring a few things. But I—so— Things such as my original Xbox, I didn't bring with me because my logic was I can play these games on the 360. My Sega Genesis, my Sega CD, I didn't bring with me because, again, my logic was I'm I'm not going to really be playing these games. My N64 didn't bring with me because probably emulation. I was probably saying, you know what? I can emulate this on my computer or whatever it is, what have you. So these consoles and these games I have owned for years, but I've physically been away from them. And I have told my parents for years, and they've been troopers. They have had boxes and boxes full of my stuff. And they were kind of teasing and saying they were going to throw it out. And I told them so many times, hey, guys, when I have the space for it, I will take it. But right now, I don't. Well, guess what? I now have the space for it, and I made good on my promise. I said, when I have the space for it, wherever I'm living, I will drive my car down to where you live. I will take all of my stuff, and I'll bring it back here. And I did. And I'm talking my old game systems. So all the ones I mentioned, my Sega CD Model 2, my Sega Genesis Model 2, my original Xbox, my original, original Xbox, as in the first game console I ever owned, uh, my PlayStation 2, uh, N64, and Dreamcast. Those are the six consoles that I ended up acquiring again. Uh, and then my games that accompanied as well, too. So I got, you know, my Dreamcast games, my, my N64 games, my, I was missing a lot of PS2 games, not missing, they were just, they were in boxes at my parents house, but I got like all my PS2 games back, I found a couple Xbox games, that was kind of surprising, but I found a few, Uh, oh my goodness, my PS1 collection, my PS1 collection, I was so happy to get back again, Um, and the funny thing is, that might not even be 100% of everything, I firmly believe that I got maybe 98 99 percent of my collection but there's probably a few games interspersed here and there in my parents house that i forgot to get so you know what um it's a lot less than before now we ended up getting about six boxes worth of stuff and not all of it was games like there was dvds there was cds um there was a bunch of like data discs as well too um things that i would like download and burn to discs whatever it was and um Another big thing was all of these, uh, all of our home videos. So, my parents ended up getting a camcorder very early on uh, into my life, at least. Uh, before I was a year old, they got a camcorder, and we have a lot of VHS c tapes. Now, we don't watch cassette tapes anymore. Uh, They don't even own a VCR. They owned a VCR, and they gave it to me because I said I wanted to go in and digitize our entire home video collection. So uh, I want to say over a year ago when they came to visit me, they found as many tapes as they could, and they found the VCR, and they brought everything up. So I own their VCR. I own all the tapes. But I went through and I digitized all the tapes that they had given me over a year ago. And there were all these tapes that I remember, but I didn't have them. And I asked my parents about them. I remember I was like, guys, do you remember this tape or this tape or this tape? Because I have very clear memories of watching these, but I couldn't find them. And they said, you know what? We do have those tapes. We're not sure where they're at, but we'll find them. Uh, So the last time they ended up coming to visit me... They did not find any of the tapes, so they didn't bring any up. But this time around, I found most of them. Again, most of them. So there was all the ones that I was very nostalgic for I was able to find. But there's a few that I do remember, and I cannot find them. So with time, they're going to show up. I don't have any doubt of that. But now at this point, it's like, you know, there might be five tapes that are missing. There's not 50. Uh, With my games as well, too. None of my game consoles are missing, you know, so that's a nice thing. Uh, with the games themselves, none of maybe there might be I don't know like five ten games that I might not remember that I'm missing from my collection, uh, but they're going to turn up. But at this point, you know all the big heavy boxes stuff. I got it, and I'm 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 so happy. To have it all again I am very happy to have it all so I don't want to spoil too much because I do plan to do a video in a few months uh, once it's all edited and uploaded Uh, but I did want to give you all a sneak peek I talked about this on Twitter I've told some of my friends on here uh, privately but this is the sneak peek you all are getting so I found my old game systems I ended up finding uh, a bunch of other you know games and it's just a good time Good time. Uh, it warmed my heart as well too, because my brothers were even freaking out over seeing all this stuff, and they've grown up with the old, st- like with the with the newer stuff, you know. But they were freaking out seeing all this stuff. Uh, their friends thought it was really cool as well too, so it, it was interesting to see that interest there. Uh, but they didn't really play any of it. I did bring my GameCube though. Um, my other brother wanted to play the GameCube because he wanted to play melee, so I brought my GameCube that was modded and it has the GCHD with it, and they enjoyed that. They were playing Melee, and they were playing The Simpsons Hit and Run, and they had such a fun time with those games, so it, it, it was fun to see. So now with traveling, one thing that I had thought of, and I actually I had like a big discussion about this with my girlfriend and with my parents, um, was the pricing of traveling. So... The way I ended up pricing this out, you know, again, I decided to drive now. I have a newer car than I did several years ago. My car is a 2016 model, right? And I purchased it in 2016 because my previous car was a 2000 Camry, which I loved. But it ended up getting to the point where I think at the very beginning of 2016, I had to drop about $1,000 into it to repair a few things. And I planned to keep it pretty much until it was dead. Well, it got to the point where I believe in October of 2016, it sprung a few leaks and they were constant drips, just constant drip, 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 constantly like that. And I got it checked out and they were essentially going to have to rip open the entire engine and replace and fix a few things that would probably, there was no guarantee, they were probably going to fix the leak, the leaks. But the car also had many other issues aside from the oil leaks. Uh, other issues, you know, I think like the that axle was starting to bend. Uh, my windows stopped functioning. The thing was rattling. It had cosmetic damage. Um, just several things like that. So it was going to cost like $3,000 to repair this car. And again, it wasn't even going to—it was just going to probably fix some of the mechanical issues. The other half of the issues that were there wouldn't even get touched— uh, on top of that as well, too, $3,000 parts and labor to fix a car that's worth less than $1,000 did not make sense. So that's why I ended up getting a new car, um, just because, you know, it's been also a nice promise of, hey, nobody else has messed with this car, so got that. I actually didn't even want to get a new car more kind of, you know, my parents kind of swayed me into that direction, but they had some good reasoning too. And overall, two years later, I I can say I'm definitely happy I did get a new car. I've gotten to, you know, customize it to my liking. I'm the first owner on it, so I know exactly what has happened to it. Um, Plus, I mean, for the first tens of thousands of miles, you don't run into any issues with a brand new car aside from changing oil. Like, that's it. You just, as long as you do regular maintenance, you should not run into any issues. So that's been nice. But the reason why I'm saying that is because, you know, since I had a new car, I said, you know what? I can travel for a really long distance. That will be okay. And we end up doing that. So overall, like I was talking about this and I said, you know, uh, with gas prices the way they are and everything, it's crazy how cheap this is because to drive my girlfriend, my dog, and myself, and whatever baggage we want to bring, it's going to take a day. You know what? If we end up taking a plane and I've flown there many times. It's going to take me about a day of travel. I'm one of those people, you know, you have to wake up early. You're going to have to get to the airport early. You're going to have to take off your shoes, take off your belt, you know, go through your luggage, repack it, possibly deal with delays, uh, deal with changing in flights, maybe deal with more delays. Then when you get to the airport, you're either going to have to rent a car and drive, or you're going to have to have family pick you up. So then you're going to have to rely on, you know, other people with that, get other resources involved. Um... It's just it's a lot of moving parts on top of that, you know, it's pricey as well, too. But the point is, my thing is, if you are traveling for more than five hours, uh, that's just a day written off for the most part, at least for me, because by the, that by the end of it, I'm also tired. I'm fatigued as well, too. So I don't really bank on doing much on days that I travel. I kind of treat those as write off days if it's a big travel day. But what ended up happening with this was we were – what was going on here? No, we ended up um – Like, as I said, we we got everyone uh, into the car. We were able to bring our own stuff. We were able to travel at our own leisure. Um, Yeah, there was some slowdowns here and there, but it's not like it, it was mostly within our control. It wasn't like, oh, this plane was delayed because of this reason or this other thing happened. And, you know, we were pretty comfortable for the most part. Of course, you know, I was a little bit sore by the end after you sit still for so long, really. And that could be posture stuff as well, too. But the point is, for me to travel to and from my parents' house, do a round-trip travel, and I'm just reliant on myself, that's it, it cost me about $100 worth of gas. I'm not going to count my time in there because, again, I'm going to have to spend an entire day traveling to or from, and I spent an entire day traveling, like, regardless, if if I uh, drive or if I fly, I'm going to have to spend an entire day traveling. So doing this was actually a cheaper option. And even so, some people might say, yeah, you end up putting a lot of miles on your car. Well, cars are meant to be driven, cars are meant to be utilized like that. And that's just maintenance costs at that point. Like, yeah, I might have to get maintenance on my car done sooner rather than if I just drove in town. But to me, it's also times like this where it really it's really nice to have a trustable, reliable car that I could take across country. So that was nice as well, too. But I've flown out there before and getting a round-trip plane ticket. And again, I'm going to have to spend a day traveling there, a day traveling back. I'm going to have to get rides to and from the airport and such. Um, excluding time or other people's resources, that's like a $300, $350, $400 round-trip ticket. And then on top of that, again, that's just me alone. So with this, I was bringing my girlfriend. That would be another ticket. I was bringing my dog. Not really recommended to bring a dog, like a medium-sized dog like Lily. Not really recommended to bring a dog when traveling on a plane. I've just heard horror stories and all that. On top of that as well, too, then we can we're, we have to be selective with our luggage. So I end up bringing—we brought three backpacks and a suitcase. We came back with three backpacks and a suitcase and six or seven boxes worth of my memorabilia and stuff. We were able to pack that all in. That We saved stupid amounts of money doing that. And I just never really, because I've never done super, super long car trips by myself. I think alone when i've driven to see other friends i've driven maybe at most four or five hours and it was for like a weekend thing or it might have been just for a few extra days Um, but it hasn't been for you know a bigger vacation like this so paying out of pocket seeing all the pricing and everything it it was really interesting to check that out and i was kind of like you know what good deal on this overall, really good deal, I didn't have to pay extra for tickets, I was able to drive comfortably, for the most part, until about, you know, seven, eight hours in, uh, I was able to load up my car to the brim, and it didn't cost me anything extra, all it really cost me was time, which again, I'm going to spend a day traveling there, and a day traveling back, even if I end up flying, for giggles, at one point, we even looked up to see how much it would be to take a train, and it would be a about the same time and it was still going to be you know a little less than a flight. So even at that point it was still worth just traveling by car. So shout out to traveling by car man, it was great. And by the way on that too because I brought Lily with me, um we did not end up crating her. Now I used to crate her in the car, now I just normally throw her into the back seat and she is all good. And I actually end up getting a seat belt for her as well too which I would highly recommend people get um, just for safety and such. But it's just um, it's a small little cord and you just attach one end to the D-clip on her collar and then you attach the other end. The other end is a belt buckle and you just buckle her in and that's it. And she can walk back and forth on the uh, on the back seat of my car, but she can't, you know, jump out or do anything else. But on the way there, she was perfect. I think the only thing we ran into was at one point she saw someone at a gas station she didn't like and started barking, which she had never done in the car. So we were shocked with that. And uh, on the way coming back, the last gas station I went to, I ended up making a turn a little bit too tightly. And one of my boxes full of games ended up falling on her thankfully it was right when i was getting into the gas station so within 30 seconds i had parked the car gotten out and i got her out of the car and i pushed the box up and secured it and we were all good but even with that no complaint like no not a peep from her no whining no barking she wasn't afraid to get back in the car like nothing she was the perfect pet companion for going on this car ride it was awesome because even the one time she made noises when she was barking she was guarding us from someone she didn't like so it it was it was all in goodwill <laughs> but no big shout out to lily on that like we were extremely impressed at how easy it was to travel with her for a long distance and i've been kind of gearing her up for that for a bit the very first time i ever took her in the car which was when i was bringing her home she was a nervous wreck and then it's like i would take her to and from places, and then I would, so I would take her for rides, that was it, I was more desensitizing her to the car, so I would take her for like a 10-minute ride, a 20-minute ride, a 30-minute ride, we would drive around town for an hour, and then I would travel like an hour or two to see some friends with her, and then I extended that to maybe a four-hour trip, Uh, that's one we ended up trying I think we ended up driving for about five hours earlier this summer, and we took her with us. So then with that end up happening, I was like, oh, well, if we essentially double this, like if she can travel five hours, she can easily travel 10 or 12 or 13 hours just fine. She didn't seem to have any issues as long as, you know, we properly water her and feed her and take her for regular bathroom breaks. And she was all good with that stuff as well, too, so... She was an awesome pet companion with that. It was great. Hold on, I'm just going to grab some water real quick. I'm just going to continue this here. So next topic, aside from the water, and water is very important. And speaking of important stuff and everything, I figure I'd talk about this a little bit as well, too. So if you all have been listening to Mario's Minute since the April episode, so Episode 4, I talked about uh, going on a diet, and I'm still on a diet right now. Uh, It is the ketogenic diet, which is otherwise known as low-carb, high-fat. And it's been working out pretty well. Now, you know what I'm actually going to... I thought about this. I'm actually going to share my numbers on here for the first time. So, I was not obese, thankfully. Uh, If I let myself go, I could have very easily been obese. But, oh man, I've just several years ago i started using lose it the app called lose it where you end up logging your exercise and what you eat and everything and actually helped out quite a bit so at my highest i have recorded myself and for the record whenever i do record my weight i always do it in the morning pretty much just wearing my underwear and after i've used the restroom at that point you are wearing you know minimal or not you're really wearing nothing that's going to weigh you down And you have gotten rid of anything else inside of you that can weigh you down. So that's why the best time to weigh yourself is in the morning after you use the restroom with minimal or no clothing. So that's the basis for that. I just say that because some people, they say, oh, well, what the hell? I was 190 pounds yesterday and today I'm 185. Most likely, they probably weighed their themselves in the evening, and then went to bed and woke up, used the bathroom, weighed themselves, and they ended up uh, they end up losing weight, which it's it's very easy to lose five pounds. Um, but point is on here, going back to this, so the highest I have recorded for myself was one hundred eighty six pounds. Uh, I was definitely overweight then. And I ended up just doing calorie counting uh, several years ago. And I've, I've, I've tried to be good on this, but I just I always fall off the wagon. That's my thing. But it worked well enough, and it actually got me down to 163 pounds. And I felt good, but then I kind of started getting lazy, and I wasn't seeing progress, and I kind of got a little lazy because it kind of starts in waves. Like I notice, hey, if I eat like junk for a day, I actually don't really gain weight. So if I eat like junk for two days, I only gain like a little bit of weight, but only sometimes. And essentially, in short, I kind of managed to gain most of it back. So when I officially started this diet, I was a 100, what was it, 178.6, I want to say. So not the biggest I've ever been, but still big, disappointing. Uh, And then I started doing keto, which was low carb, high fat Did it real, real strict. I haven't had a cheat day, but I've had a few days where I've allowed myself to have, you know, 30, 40, even 50 net carbs, and I've still been okay. I'm trying to really put a stop to that, but it's like maybe like one day a week or so, you know, Uh, that's when I kind of let up a little bit. But I started at 178.6 pounds. That was mid-April. At this point now, actually exactly three months later, Uh, My lowest I've gotten, which this was the day was three months later, I got down to 154.8 pounds. And so that's about, you know, 24 pounds over the course of three months, which that's a little slow. Admittedly, that is a little bit slow. But here's the thing. I am almost at my goal. I'm a few pounds away from my goal. I'm really excited. And this is the, the, the lightest I've ever been as an adult. Um, it was exciting to see all those barriers break as well too. because like For example, as I said, um, losing five pounds is really easy. Literally, weigh yourself before you go to bed, then weigh yourself in the morning wearing nothing after you use the restroom. You've probably lost anywhere from two to five pounds, just like that. My first 10 pounds, I lost super easy. I lost 10 pounds within a week. And that's really common with this diet as well too. You know, your body's just not holding in as much water. So that ended up happening for me. And then the rest of the weight loss was slow, but it was like I kind of hit a little plateau when I got to 165. And then I hit a big plateau and I hit 163. And then I started going down again. And most recently, my most recent plateau was 157. We're just for like three weeks i was between 157 to 158 pounds but essentially i kept at it some days i got a little bit more active as well too um i ended up even changing my food around a little bit as well so i was consuming less calories and i was actually consuming less fat um and i feel like that also did help because all of a sudden this past weekend um just phew, just it flew down um As I said, like it got to the point I was weighing in at just over 157. I went down to 154.8, and I was quite happy with that. So that's where we're at right now. It's going well. Um, My plan is for this, uh, I do want to get down to my goal weight, and then once I get there, I'm going to start reintegrating carbs into my diet. But it's been interesting learning about really, you know, what – what feels good for me, what I've enjoyed, um, and not eating as much garbage. Like I'm not eating candy because I can't. You know, I really can't. I'm not eating a bunch of donuts because again I can't. Uh I'm not eating bread because I can't. <laughs> um but most of it was, you know, obviously you cut out a lot of sugar with it. And I've definitely felt benefits from it. Uh my face has I've always had acne and I still have acne But it has dramatically gotten less. Uh, I feel like, you know, we talked about this actually a little bit on the last episode. uh, But also, uh, I feel like I have more energy with it as well, too. Um, And it's just, you know, even like I'm not as bloated. I'm not holding in as much stuff. That's been nice. And a lot of people say these are benefits of being in in ketosis and being on a ketogenic diet. Uh, And while I can agree with that to an extent... I also believe a lot of it is, well, you know what, if you just cut out a lot of your sugar, if you stop drinking soda, if you stop eating crazy sugary things, you're no doubt going to feel better after you get over the initial hump. Um, If you cut out a lot of, you know, just like really like fried doughy things as well too, if you cut out a lot of starchy things, you are going to feel better. So my thing is I'm still going, I'm not going to eat this exact same way that I've been eating. Uh, but I do want to essentially reintegrate carbs in there. And as I said, not not reintegrate it with like donuts and a ton of bread and a ton of pizza. Um, it's more I'm still going to eat a good amount of meat. Uh, but like my sugar, for example, I'm going to try and get as much sugar as I can from natural sources. So I'd love to have apricots again. I'd love to have bananas again. I'd like to eat more strawberries, blueberries, things like that. Because since you are cutting back on sugar, you can't have a lot of those fruits and such. So it'll be really nice having, you know, just like really rich, delicious, sugary fruits. Um, And that's where I'd like to get my stuff from. Yeah, occasionally I'm going to have, you know, a bagel or donut and, you know, a slice or two of pizza. But I definitely know my limits on that as well, too. Plus, I'm still going to retain my use of the Lose It app. And that's just going to be keeping track of... What is it? It's going to be keeping track of uh, my caloric intake every single day. Um, I just need to get better with it because sometimes, admittedly, I get a little bit lazy. But yeah, no, it's nice because now I know what I can't eat, what I can't eat. But even once I start going back to carbs, because I don't plan to be low-carb, high-fat for the rest of my life, um, I do plan to get my carbs from healthy sources. So if you're not getting them from straight junk, you'll be okay. Yeah, I might still even like – and. I'm still going to have rice here and there. I'm still going to have sandwiches here and there, you know, but it's going to be much less than before. So that's been the nice thing. And if it even gets to the point where I've even considered this, if I get down to my goal weight and I start reintegrating carbs, I'm aware that I'm going to gain a few pounds. If I gain like four or five pounds, I'm okay with that. If I start gaining more, I'm going to be modifying it. But I'm kind of going into this knowing, hey, I am probably going to gain back a few pounds, but I still want to keep it moderate. I still want to make sure I'm within my normal BMI range. I'm not overweight. So that's more my plan. Now, when am I going to get off it? Mainly my thing is whenever I get to my goal weight. Maybe next month I will say I have achieved my goal weight but maybe not. But but I'm really hoping here within the next two months, uh, honestly, as long as I'm strict with it. And if I start getting a little more physical activity and like just a little more physical activity, uh, I'm pretty sure I can easily attain this goal within a month. If not two months in, I can do it. Uh, the big thing as well, too, has been since I've since you know, there's there's quite a bit documentation out there, there's support structure, there's familiarity with how this all works as well. Whenever I was on a plateau, I didn't really give up like I had before. I didn't really get frustrated. It was a little bit annoying. But I just said, you know what, I know that my body is trying not to lose weight, because that's what it is. Your your body doesn't want to lose weight. If you're trying to lose weight, your body's like, whoa, whoa, there's something wrong going on here. Like, no, 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 you're supposed to be like, 170 pounds. No, you're not supposed to be losing, um, but I knew that my body was holding on to some of that weight. So if I stayed at a certain weight for one or two or three weeks, I said, you know what? I just have to keep doing my thing. I just have to stay the course. I just have to keep eating correctly, and this is going to pass. And it has every single time I've hit a plateau. I just continue what I'm doing. I continue what I'm eating. I don't pick out on junk. I don't have a cheat day, and it it passes. If it takes a week or two or three weeks in this most recent case, so be it. But the scale ends up moving down again. So that, that, that's definitely been nice. <laughs> so that is my keto update for this episode. Now let's see. I have a few other things I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I'll go ahead and talk about this. I just have a few topics here and some of them I was looking at. And I remember like when I typed them up, I felt very... Passionate about them. And then I look at it weeks later, I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't feel like talking about that. So it's kind of marking off here. But either way, so this ended up happening several months ago. But my channel, and to, to anybody who is, you know, a, a loyal watcher, you even check in here and there, if, if you've gone to this point of the podcast, thank you. Uh, because of people like you, whether you just watch occasionally here and there or you're watching every single video, uh, the channel has definitely grown and done well. Uh, I didn't imagine it getting to this point today it's been pretty nice Um and you know overall like right now it seems like my average is I'm growing at about 2,500 or 3,000 subscribers a month and I'm getting about half a million views per month uh, while as that ended up you know really spiking up when I had some growth spurts and it's been going down a little bit Like, those baseline numbers, I'm extremely happy with. Essentially, if I keep, you know, as I said, pushing out content, still delivering all this, my average is about 2,500 subscribers per month of growth and about half a million video views, which I'm incredibly happy with. Like, that is, to me, that's nothing to sneeze at. I think my thing is, too— I went on for so long of uploading videos where they were struggling to get just like even a hundred views when I had 10,000 or 15 or 20,000 subscribers. So I have been in the rock bottom of views for so long that when my channel was getting growth spurts and then when every video I was uploading was getting thousands of views, I was still in the mindset of, oh, hey, this video got over 200 views. This is amazing. So no, now my, my basis, I, I have shifted it a little bit, but it's, it's still low for what my channel is, but it's realistic. If a video gets a thousand views, I'm happy. Um, if video gets under a thousand views, I look at it and I'm like, okay, what went wrong? What was going on? Did it not get delivered properly? But I don't get upset about it. That's just my metric. So once a video gets four figures, I'm happy. And again, that, that was not possible for me. Even when I had 20, 30,000 subscribers, even like 40 Um, It was hard. It didn't start happening consistently until I end up hitting my growth spurts, which were about a year ago. Uh, But point is, because of that, the reason why I kind of encapsulate and talk about all that is my channel has grown enough to the point where for a stint stint of time, uh, it's, you know, the growth spurts have passed, so it's not happening as often, but I still have videos coming out here and there. I have my channel just organically being recommended by YouTube and videos being recommended by YouTube to the point where I have had friends come out of the woodworks and message me and they're like, hey, I saw your video on YouTube. This is you, right? Um, I've had a few coworkers end up. I'm actually, you know, I'm going to tell two stories. I'm going to tell two stories here. Um, One of them it was actually uh, for a Switch case that I looked at. Uh, I think it was the Dubby one that I ended up looking at where they provided it to me. Uh, it was to the point where a few months ago, I ended up going into work and uh, I got onto a new team somewhat recently, but one of my teammates, it was a Monday morning and she sees me and she just brightened up and she's like, you, it's it, it, YouTube, and I'm just like, and I knew it I knew she was gonna say she found one of my videos, but I just kind of stayed silent and just like didn't say anything. And I'm I just kind of look at her like she's crazy. And I'm I ask like what what's going on, and she's like I I saw you. I you 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 have a YouTube channel, right? And I'm like, well, well, everyone has a YouTube channel. I kind of I I admittedly I fuck with people like that. I like to do that, and uh, she said long short long story short, she said that she ended up finding my channel. And the way it was found was her husband was actually looking for videos uh, about switch cases. And she's in the kitchen doing something. And all of a sudden, she heard my voice. And she went over to her husband. And she's like, I know who that is. I work with him. And he was like, what? No, you don't. You don't. I, I, I don't even know who this is. And she's like, no, no, I actually know him. Sh- I know his voice. Show me. And she looked at the video. And it was just my hands and my table. So she couldn't prove that it was me. But she saw my icon, you know, like the the icon I have on my channel and such. And she's like, that looks like him. That has to be him. And then she started looking through my channel and tried to look for a video with me. She found a video with me and she freaked out and said, no, this is him. I work directly next to him. This is him. And her husband was like, no, you don't, honey. You, no, no, you do not work. I don't even know who this guy is. I'm just trying to look for a video on Switch stuff. You do not work with him. But she was freaking out about it. She said that I had a lot of subscribers. I don't remember. I think I had over 70,000 at the time when this all transpired. And then one of my coworkers also asked about that too. So I ended up filling him on in on it. Um, but no, I even offered, I was like, if you want, like I can take, I can like write something on a photo or like I can take a photo with you and you can send it to your husband. And she laughed and said, no, but she was like, no, no, no. Now I get to prove my husband a hundred percent right. Like that was you. And I was like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. But yeah, no, I've had a few coworkers organically find my stuff. I've had other friends find my stuff. But I wanted to talk about this, th- this specific guy. So, you know, what? I'm even going to say his name, just his first name. His name's Mike. And what ended up happening was I used to work with this guy when I worked at a game shop years ago. Uh, so I knew him as he was... He was known for modding game consoles, repairing them, and his repairs weren't really the best. They were kind of like the the towel trick um, <laughs> bolt method repairs for the Xbox 360. But we ended up hiring him to do repairs. They didn't go so well. But he was... I was friendly towards him, but he was also kind of... I mean, I can say this at this point. He was kind of a dick as well, too. He just kind of had this arrogance and... Just the, this dickishness about him. And he knew it as well, too. He he was fully aware of it. Um, also, one of, those, one of those people where it was his way and that was it. And, you know, you don't know anything about this. And if you prove him wrong, well, that's what you think. And that's literally what he said. Like, you could prove him wrong with facts. And he said, well, that's what you think. And that's how he would end a argument or a discussion or a conversation, whatever it might be. So, point is, uh, I end up like, I really never really talked to him afterwards I think you know I ended up leaving uh, the game shop and that was I want to say that was the last time I saw him and I hadn't talked to him in a while he might have texted me one or two times here and there um, but the last time I actually talked with him and it wasn't even a a conversation you know i had graduated from college and my other buddy gave him my number and he ended up texting me and he said congratulations now get a job you bum and I'm just like, hey, thanks, but I got a job already. So that was the last interaction I'd had with him. Now, imagine my surprise when he ends up hitting me up out of the blue. And he's like, hey, so I ended up, you know, what? I'm even going to hold on. Let, let me find this real quick. I'm even going to find the original messages here. Um, okay. Oh, no, I, I deleted them, unfortunately. Dang. So I'm going to have to pretty much say this and paraphrase off memory. But he was like, hey, so I was on YouTube and I was watching some videos with autoplay, and I heard something that sounded like a familiar voice, and imagine my surprise when it ended up being you messing around with the PS2, and all I just said, I, I just replied, and I said, welp, and I said, lol after that. And then he was just like, yeah, you know, it's really awesome your channel's doing that well, I, I didn't see that, it's it's awesome to see you're doing that stuff. Um, and then he said, like, he mentioned, like, hey, you know, it's been a while since we talked. I said, yeah, well, the last time we talked, you told you called me a bum and you told me to get a job, which I was not offended by that. But I what I did say was technically true, because that's the last interaction we had prior. He said, congratulations, you bum. Now get a job. (laughs) So I knew he was even joking with that as well, too. But is that's what I said? Because, again, I wasn't I wasn't interested in talking to him. That's what it was. And you know what? The dude ended up apologizing. He ended up coming out and he was very honest with it he was very respectful he's like yeah y- you know what i'm not surprised i said something like that and i do apologize um i you know i i wasn't in the best place in life at that time uh, i've done a lot of thinking i've I've changed quite a bit um but yeah no. if if i offended you if i was a dick to you in the past i really do apologize and you know at that point you know i gave him a chance i was like this is Yeah, no, it's not like he's wanting anything from me. It's not like he's trying to chase clout uh no he just ended up stumbling upon one of my videos and it it seems like he's definitely turned over a new leaf so the rest of this i'm not going to get into because it's more personal but you know he he ended up telling me you know why he acted like that in the past and he never hated me he never had anything against me but in short it was just a lot of personal stuff that was going on in his life that caused him to act the way he did and at one point he kind of told me you know these life things transpired and i kind of woke up one day and i said you know what i don't really want to be this guy i would actually like to be the person that i want to be so he kind of just flipped a switch in his head so it, it's been nice to see but we've actually been twa- talking uh, talking what am i trying to say <laughs> we've been uh talking quite a bit um we've just been like texting back and forth here and there um but we've had a really organic conversation all that it's been great and he's one of those people, I'm like, you know what, definitely one person from the past, but it's like, I don't, I don't loathe them reaching out. At first, I thought he was, because I was like, oh, damn, I really don't want to talk about this guy. Because I, initially, I thought when he was going to reach out, he was going to be, you know, like, ragging on my channel and shit-talking on a few things, or maybe even trying to clout chase a little bit. But he was, it genuinely came from a place of love. And he was like, you know what, no, no. I'm surprised to see this. I'm really happy to see you're doing well. Um, and I apologize for being a dick, but I'm a new person. <laughs> so you know what, Mike? That's that—that's your big shout out on here. If I got any details messed up, please let me know. But uh, I think overall that's the gist of it. And that's a respectful way of doing it as well too. So yeah. <laughs> oh man, it, it's always interesting when things like that happen. Sometimes I let people back into my life. Sometimes I don't. It, it depends on the person, the way they're delivering themselves, even even the the point that I am at in my life, because sometimes people might reach out to me again and I'm not ready to embrace them like that, uh, even vice versa. You know, sometimes I might want to reach out to someone. They don't want to, you know, reconnect, reembrace. You cannot force someone to do something like that. But when everything just works out well enough, like it did in this case, it, it's always an awesome thing to see. So. I can honestly say at this point that this guy, he was someone I knew before. He was someone I was acquainted with. You know, I saw him here and there. Occasionally I hung out with him. Um, But I would honestly say he's a friend at this point. I wouldn't say, yeah, he's he's someone I know or I know of him. Yeah, no, he's a friend of mine now. So I can honestly say that. Oh man, the the last thing I want to talk about here, I, I, I've had a couple topics on this episode that I did write down I was thinking of talking about, but one of them just seems to be way too first world problem, and the other one is kind of first world problem mixed with I feel like I'll come off a little bit too entitled if I end up discussing it and talking about it, so I'm just, I'm just going to avoid that. Um, but the last thing I want to talk about here is something that we talk about on every single episode. It's what games are being played. So right now I am, I feel like I'm getting close to the end of Night in the Woods. Now, this game is awesome. Uh, I love it. It is, it's a game that I, I needed and I talked about it on the last episode, but I needed it at just the right time. Uh, Metal Jesus Rocks and Kelsey Lewin, I think is her name, or no, it's not, is it Kelsey? No, it's not Kelsey. I I don't remember the other chick's name. Oh my God, I'm blanking. Point is, Mo Jesus Rocks did a video in regards to this. And um, it was a lot of indie games on the Switch or like cheap games that you could pick up on the Switch. And she ended up saying that Kinsey, that's her name, Kinsey ended up recommending Night in the Woods. And I'll talk about it again on here because again, the last episode didn't get as many views. So I'm sure not as many people heard about this. But it is about you are a character and your name is May. You're 20-year-old, you just dropped out of college, you decide to come back to your old town of Possum Springs, and you deal with the trials and tribulations of moving back in with your parents, avoiding the awkward topic of, oh yeah, we spent thousands of dollars on you to go to college and you just dropped out, but you don't want to talk about it. And now you're reconnecting with all your old friends, but relationships have started relationships have ended people have changed people have died people have moved away people have you know reconnected with each other on all different things It it's a very it's definitely something that a 20-something-year-old can absolutely connect with and has lived with at one point in their lives, so you can see yourself there. And on top of that, too, it's kind of under this guise of cuteness because it's all animals. It's anthropomorphic stuff as well, so um, it's cute at that same time. But I know it's four parts and a epilogue, and I'm pretty deep into part four right now, so I'm going to be finishing that up here hopefully soon. And then uh, right now, girlfriend and I are also playing other games. And we actually just started the Telltale games. And I started her on my first Telltale game, which is The Walking Dead Season 1. And man, I forgot how much I loved Lee as a character. Lee is just such an awesome character. Right now, while recording this, we are on uh, episode 4 out of 5. So it's 5 episodes plus 400 days. 400 days is kind of garbage and doesn't really have anything to do with the story. Uh, But no, I've actually also excitingly enough, been playing that on my Xbox One X, not because I want to play on the One X, but because I own the game on Xbox One. Uh, I have it technically on 360 and Xbox One, but why would I play the 360 version? I've done that before. It's garbage. It's, it's so bad on 360, <laughs> but it's playable at least. But no, um, I have it on Xbox One. I actually own it there because I got it through Games with Gold, and, um, it just doesn't make sense for me to rebuy it when it's available on there, so why would I buy it on, like, why would I buy it on PC or the PS4 when I already have it, and it's, you know, on a current-gen system? Plus, it gives me a really good excuse to try out the Xbox One X. Oh, yeah, I also, I got Xbox One X a few months ago. I plan to do a video on that as well, too, um, But it's actually been nice playing this because I don't, I think it just upscales it to 4K. This game in particular, I really doubt it plays in native 4K. But it does look sharper and the loading times are extremely quick. However, it's also not the best game to play in 4K and try this out. Because some of the textures on there are horrendous. So bad. I'm talking like, you know, a wrinkle on Lee's shirt or a crack on a wall and the background are just pixelated blurry mess and that's a fault of the textures that's not the resolution that's not a limitation of the system it's just the high quality textures are not there they probably don't even exist because it's telltale (laughs) but no it's been cool doing that so we're probably going to be finishing that up this week we're going to get on walking dead season two definitely which i only played through one time and i really enjoyed it but i did it kind of backwards See, I end up playing Walking Dead Season 1 as it came out, and then a few years later, I played Season 2 all in one go, and then I want to replay Season 1, so I end up replaying Season 1 after I finish Season 2. So now it's nice actually going into it, but I'm also going to see if we can pick up, uh, after Season 2, if she's down for it, I'm going to see if we can pick up uh, Walking Dead Michonne, and I think Season 3 is coming out. I don't think anything of Season 3 is out yet. Uh, But I definitely want to play those other ones because Season 3 has Clementine, who's been the main character in both of these. So I want to see what's going on. Um, We also have, what is it? I have Tales from the Borderlands. I have a physical copy of that on Xbox One. So we'll probably check that out. Uh, The Wolf Among Us. Now, that is a polarizing one. I loved The the Wolf Among Us. Um, I wasn't sure if my girlfriend would like it. So that's why I said, you know what? For the first Telltale game, I'm going to put you onto a game that I know for sure you will like, which will be The Walking Dead Season 1, because everyone loved this one. But yeah, no, I loved The um, the Wolf Among Us, but a lot of other people thought it was stupid or thought it was gimmicky, whatever it was. But I enjoyed it quite a bit. But again, I- I'll see how she is with Telltale games, and if she's digging them, I'll be like, you know what, let's try The Wolf Among Us. This is a very dark and twisted and awesome way of ruining your childhood fairy tales. So that's a game I would actually recommend. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Anyways... I think that's about the end of the show here. I do plan to keep these solo episodes to under an hour, so that's what I'm aiming for. And guest episodes would probably be about an hour and a half, hopefully no more than two hours. But yeah, that's what I'm trying to aim for here. So anyways... Let me know what you all thought of this episode by letting me know of your thoughts in comments on the YouTube video here. Again, you can find me on YouTube, Mr. Mario 2011 If you ever want this episode or any of the previous or future episodes in audio form, because this is a podcast, you can subscribe to Mario's Minute on uh, iTunes, on Google Play, and pretty much any of your favorite podcast-capable apps, it would be available on there as well, too. Again, I'm on Android. I recommend Pocket Casts. I know it's also available on google plays pocket like podcasts uh their section there but aside from that i don't know of anything else that i would recommend to be honest and you know what i i've totally been forgetting to do this on the last few episodes but let's do this here because this is this is the true test of character this here is the true test of pa- character Uh, how about keyword friend or friends? You know, let me know what you and your friends are doing for the summer. Let me know what you and your friends have been up to. Let me know what some of your favorite hangout things have been to do with you and your friends. Have any of your friends moved away? Have any of your friends reconnected with you? Like Mike has have any of your friends, you know, do you just want to talk about your friends? Maybe you can shout out some of your friends. You know, so that's what I'm going to be looking for in the comment section. If you use keyword friend or friends, I'm going to know that you made it to the end of this podcast. And I'm going to thank you very much for that as well, too. Anyways, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for listening and watching, everyone. Again, if you want to check out any more videos, you're more than welcome to subscribe here on YouTube. I drop four videos a month. I have Ma Chat Podcast, and I have Mario's Minute. And if you're just waiting for Mario's Minute, thank you for that as well, too. Until next time, until August, I'll, I'll talk to you then.